Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. I've always said, who has a long time to wait before they get answers? We don't have a long time to wait. You know, people have been waiting five years, seven years, eight years. You know, you wait six months to just know why you're chronically dealing with a sinus infection that won't go away or chronically dealing with ear infections and you're at the ENTs constantly and you're at the, you know, the internist and you're back to the ENT and you're back at your doctor, back at your GP, the whole bit. And, you know, you can't get an answer for something like that. How does it disturb us? It disturbs us a lot. Then think about the fatigue people deal with and can't get answers. And it goes on and on and on. Or a rash that doesn't want to go away. Whatever it is, we don't have time. We don't have, you know, we don't have all that. Well, it's patience, really. I mean, do we have the patience to deal with uh, a symptom that's going on for a long term, something that's holding us aback, something that's not making us feel good, depression, you know, who has 20, 30 years to wait to find the answer to depression, to know that it's just toxic heavy metals inside the brain, which can, you know, can be alleviated over time, getting the, you know, getting the metals out, whatever it may be that we've talked about on this show all this time from the very beginning We don't want to wait 10, 20, 30 years for answers. Today's show is about addictions. Um, Do you have an addiction? Are you addicted to something? Do you know somebody who suffered from an addiction? Do you have you suffered from an addiction in the past? You know, addictions are really, really hard in so many ways. And the hardest part of an addiction, the hardest part of, of having one or dealing with one or had had one is understanding it. That's like the hardest part of all. Like what makes it tick? What makes it happen? Why do we get caught up in it and in these addictions and everything? You've heard you've heard, hey, this person has an addictive personality. Or, you know, you know, you've heard that probably, or maybe you've said that yourself, or maybe you thought that yourself. But what happens is with addictions is the biggest problem is answers. Why? Why do we do what we do? What's really behind it? Is it just something that's mental? Is it just something, it's just stress? Is it what is going on that gets us in trouble in life? And one of the hardest things we battle is addictions in our lifetimes. And and that's what we're exploring today. Hey, feel free to go to mymedicalmedium.com and um, to the website there and uh, also the Facebook and Instagram. I mean, we, we offer as much as we can. The Healing Path, uh, you know, download the Healing Path. It's for free. Uh, I mean, it, it, <laughs> the Healing Path is no joke. I'm just telling you right now. I've talked about that in the past. It's no joke. It's packed with, with audios of me talking about in-depth information on how to heal, giving you guidelines to heal. You know, when we constructed and built the healing path, we were like, what are we, crazy? This, this endeavor is like, is, is, is so much time and so much energy we put into that healing path. But we knew, we all knew that to do that, it meant, hey, look, this is about helping people. This is about turning people's lives around. 
And yeah, it's a grueling process to create the healing path, but we just were, you know what, we're just, we were just like, you know, this has to be done and it has to be there for people free there for them at any time so download the healing path also like the instagram go to the instagram and i don't say go to the instagram because i want you to go there and oh you know hey 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 no there's stories there people's lives are being changed you know, uh, we post so many different stories of people changing their lives. I mean, it inspires me when I see what's going on. I've been dealing with this for 35 years. I mean, all my life helping people, tens of thousands of people heal. But when you see these stories over and over again and you see new ones coming in every day of people's lives changing, it just it's just a mind blower. So check out that. Check out Facebook. I'm always doing stuff on there. So these are some of the things to, you know, to look into. Look, if, if this is your first time uh, coming on to the show, it all started for me as a child. I heard a voice perfectly clear, and that voice has given me information to what's going on with people, what's happening with them. And it goes all the way back all through my childhood. I remember just, you know, I remember when I was in my early teens and, you know, and I, and I got a stock boy job in a grocery store. And I built up a clientele in my early teens, 13, 14 years of age, because spirit would tell me what's going on with people. And I made relationships and I would help people with their health. And back then, there really wasn't anything going on in stores. So if you were in a grocery store back in those days, especially different parts of the country, you know, I'm not talking about California or LA where you go to the grocery store there versus somewhere else in Minnesota it's not the same you know you can't get the the greatest stuff in in the world but back at that time there was really nothing going on in in stores as far as options and so many great things and spirit you know used you know helped me be creative and gave me information to give people different ways of healing even with the basic fruits and vegetables that were in stores back then and I I've dedicated my life doing everything I can I mean from the beginning so it's just a little something I'm just throwing at you from from <laughs> from my childhood um so hey look back onto this back onto the show let's you know let's fasten the seatbelts for this one Let's hang on for this one because addictions is heavy. It's heavy stuff. You know, I know it's heavy and it's about making it lighter. So let's try to make addictions lighter. One way of making it lighter is understanding them. You don't understand them, then they become heavy as heck. Real, real heavy. I mean, you know... Look, I, I know some of you have been through hell and back with addictions. I know so. I could feel it now. I could sense it, you know. And so so we're really going to make sense out of this. This is the deal. This is the key. Um, so let's start with, with some things. Just, you know, hang in there with this for this ride. You know, some of it is just surprising. And, uh, and it, you may just be like, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, wow? So <laughs> hang in there for that ride. Okay, so there's two kinds of addictions, two kinds of the family root of addictions, like the roots of addiction, okay? Now, when I say two kinds, don't get confused because you may be like, wait a minute, there's, there's so many different addictions out there. There are. There are so many different addictions. You know, people have addictions to diet soda, okay? And there's a reason for that, the aspartame. 
okay? People have addictions to alcohol. People have addictions to drugs, you know, sex, um, adrenaline, uh, you know, sports, whatever it may be, you know, cigarettes, whatever's happening in somebody's life, food addictions, different kinds of food addictions, right? So there's lots of different addictions, you know, and, and hey, there's even addictions for getting angry, literally getting angry. So anger can be an addiction, even though it's so destructive. So, so yes, there's lots of addictions. We're going to talk about those, but there's two roots, two big roots to, to these addictions. Okay. One is adrenaline. I'm not talking about like adrenaline based sports or adrenaline based addictions. I'm talking about adrenaline itself is one of the big roots that's like the big foundation the family foundation meaning the founded father of addiction okay is adrenaline all right so the next one is glucose glucose yeah glucose glucose floating around in our body and that's the other root founded father that's the one there founding mother that's 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 how it really is there there's two big founders that are behind addiction and i don't mean glucose because it's sugar and it creates an addiction no i'm talking about there's these are the this is the bottom floor i'm giving you the bottom floor or we can say the top floor meaning these are the holy top two that are this founding father and founding mother of why we have addictions and then everything around it is triggers they're triggers under pressure under stress gone through hell mental abuse whatever could be whatever could have happen in life um you know anything and and so it all falls into different triggers and everything. So let's let's you know make this a little bit more clear and <clears throat> make a little bit more sense on this so we can start somewhere and go somewhere. So food addictions are you know have any any of you going through a food addiction? You know, I'll tell you one thing about food. When never think that your life you're the only one your life revolves around food in some way. Never think that because you can easily get lost in being a human being and having to fuel yourself. You can easily be lost in that because there's so much crap. I don't, I'm not talking about crappy food, just crap out there on the scene about food you know like like misinformation about food you name it about how to eat what to eat what's going on with you why are you eating this way all this other stuff there's so much are you overweight are you underweight whatever it is there's so much pain and there's so much suffering and there's so much confusion around food i mean it's unbelievable what even teenagers are going through with food Never mind adults and everything, of course, and all that. So it's it's incredible what's happening. So so it's very important to understand that as a human being, we need to eat. Yeah, we need to eat. So you're not the only one that has to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're not the only one that has to be concerned about uh, what's for breakfast. Um, am I yeah? Am I eating enough? Oh, am I eating too much? Am I eating the right things? Oh my God, my life's based around food. Food, food, food. Oh, it's everywhere. 
You know, uh, why can't I eat this? Oh, should I eat that? Oh, look at that other person. They're not eating at all. And should I do that? Whatever it is, just know as a human being and being human, you have to put food in your body, food in your mouth, in your tummy. And, And so, okay, that's number one. Just know that. Any food struggles you have, do not think you're alone because I don't care who it is out there. On this planet, I don't care if they look like they got it all down, they got it down pat. I don't care if they've written 50 books and they seem like a food expert and they got 50 books out there and they're famous about food, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. They'll have struggles too or have struggles too in some way, something going on with food. Everybody on the planet, every human being, has an issue. I don't care where that is. There's an issue somewhere in their brain, in their mind, in their in their thoughts, in their consciousness, in the way something's going on. So never feel every single person on the planet's got it sewed up and, and you're the loser, okay? Never feel that way. It's important that you're just so messed up with your food and screwed up with your food and everything else. And so this is very important to understand. This is, you got to understand that, you know, that someone down the street, everybody on your street's got some kind of food issue going on in their house. You just, you, if you live on a street or live in an apartment building and there's, you know, a thousand people in that apartment building or whatever, then there's a thousand people that are all messed up with their foods in some way, somehow, where they, they got issues with it, where they eat a little too much, uh, don't eat enough. Um, they're worried about what they're eating. Uh, they're consumed in what they're eating, or they just they have an issue where they forget to eat. Whatever it is, something's going on. Okay, <laughs> right. So this is really important to know when it comes down to food. Okay, you're, you're a human being. Yes, it's there's nothing easy about it. All right. And so that's an important, like, just important thing to have in your mind and in your thoughts. Because if you think everybody else has got it down, and they got it down, and it's perfect whatever they're doing, and the way they're eating is perfect, okay, and they got it all sewed up, you're wrong, okay? Because then you're just going to feel like a loser, and you're the only one with the food problem. You're the only one that's got to go and get all those fresh fruits and vegetables, and you're wondering why you have to work so hard at it and be consumed with it and make your salads every day and make sure that you bring your food to work and make sure you're doing what you're doing. And they don't have to do that. Someone else doesn't have to do that. They got it all sewed up. No, not true. Not true. So (laughs) so anyway, make sure that that's in there somewhere so you understand what's going on. Okay, so back to back to the food addiction thing. Why do we have food addictions? What's going on with food addictions? There's there's a there's a bunch of reasons, okay? Because yes, we use foods emotionally. We know that there's an emotional eating pattern. But it's more than that. It's more than that. When someone's under any kind of stress, of any kind, okay? The neurotransmitters in their brain, so your neurotransmitters, all right, and, and electrolytes start to get all messed up. They start to get all messed up. Simple, simple way of saying it. More complicated way of saying it is you got this neuron in your brain. Your brain's filled with neurons. 
and glial cells and all kinds of fun stuff. But your brain's got this, your brain's got these neurons and there's this electrical impulse that has to get on once that's at the beginning of the neuron. It has to find its way to the other side of the neuron and it has to find its way to the other side of the neuron um, by actually crossing over on chemicals. So it needs chemicals to find its way across that neuron. And so it needs sodium. It needs potassium. It needs a little bit of magnesium. It needs um, chloride. It needs uh, glucose. So it needs chemicals to find its way. And to be a real active electrical impulse. And so when it's doing that and you're under stress and you're under pressure and you're, you know, you're trying to survive, something happened in your life, you know, whatever it is, those chemicals, they diminish fast. That electrical impulse gets hotter, burns hotter, burns like the sun, like just real hot and, it, and as it's trying to get across that neuron, it starts to short circuit. Starts to short circuit. And if enough of those are happening in the brain, and that could be because maybe you got too many heavy metals in the brain too. I mean, maybe you haven't been eating good, of course, throughout your life because who's, no one's taught you. And you've, you know, you've been eating to survive. How about that? We eat to survive. And so as that electrical impulse is trying to cross over that bridge, it's getting interrupted by something somehow, whether we're up against stress or we're in traffic and, and we're just like pissed off about something you know, that's happened in our life and we're trying to kind of you know, level it out in our minds and, and, and work through it. And as it's burning up and going across that neuron, short circuits, and if more of that happens, then you're going to end up getting addicted to something. You're going to end up getting addicted to a food you're going to get addicted to a bad food because what you need in that moment is glucose you need glucose in there to cool down that engine to cool down that electrical impulse to make those chemicals bond together to make sure that electrical impulse gets across you need sugar which is critically important sugar is so important it's, it means everything to the brain, the electrical inner workings of the brain. It means everything. In fact, it's the carbohydrate, the glycogen, the carbohydrate that's stored in the brain that allows us to stop becoming victims, becoming um, you know injured by addictions. But what happens is we often grab the wrong sugar. We grab the wrong sugar. That's what we do. So when we grab the wrong sugar, it's not going to the right place. It's not doing the right thing for you. So we grab those sugar cubes in the cup of coffee. You know, we grab um, so we grab lactose, which is a piece of cheese, which is straight sugar practically, just so you know. Concentrated lactose and cheese. I don't care what anybody tells me, anybody says out there. They're wrong if they think cheese isn't loaded with sugar. It is loaded with a highly concentrated form of lactose. I'm just being straightforward. Okay, and that's just at the bottom line. They grab the wrong sugar. 
grab a grilled cheese sandwich, which is sugar and a lot of fat put together in it. It's another another thing that gets us in trouble because we end up on these high-fat diets and then the right, correct kind of sugar doesn't get to the brain. So the addiction can start with sugar. Easily, we grab candy bars. We grab donuts, which again has fat and sugar, which makes it even worse. But we have, we have, we grab donuts. We grab, you know, anything, bagels with jelly on it. It's not that the jelly isn't so bad. It's the, the table sugar thrown into the jelly that's bad or the corn syrup that's thrown into the jelly, whatever it is. So we start grabbing different, we just start, you know, I don't know. We start get all different kinds of candies. That's what I mean. Well, all kinds of candies people like out there. I don't know if anybody's, you know, eating candy these days, but I think they are. <laughs> I think they are. And so we grab on to all these different sugars is what we do. And we get it. We can get addicted to sugar because we need it desperately. We need the glucose desperately. Remember I told you there's two kinds of founding fathers when it comes down to addictions, meaning these two big founders glucose is one of them adrenaline's the other and glucose keeps us alive glucose stops us stops us from getting into addictions of any kind of any kind it's critical to stop addictions it's critical to you know to actually help us stop and get over addictions But we tend to then grab all the wrong sugar and we end up with a sugar addiction that's not truly storing up that glucose back into the brain around those neurotransmitters around, meaning around supporting the neurotransmitter chemicals around those neurons to keep us from other addictions. When we get into, when we get into that deficit in the brain, that deficit of glucose and, and other healthy neurotransmitter chemical chemicals involved with it, we start losing our neurotransmitter capabilities. We start getting into the sugar addiction, but that's not the only one. We can get into a lot of different addictions, a lot of different kinds, because we then will try to back off a of sugar. We'll go and get help somewhere, and we'll just try to get off a of sugar. We'll go on this no-sugar diet somewhere, whatever we do, and guess what we end up getting addicted to then? Adrenaline. We get addicted to adrenaline. Because without glucose going to the brain and the proper kind going to the brain from, like, fruit, from certain vegetables, from certain um, certain starchy vegetables, if we don't get the right kind of glucose to the brain... And we start going on zero sugar, zero sugar diets, whatever it is. What happens is we get set up for adrenaline addictions, different kinds of adrenaline addictions, which can then set us up for other problems down the road. And this is just one angle I'm trying to get you guys to know, like information. So you have like some of the founding core problems with, with addictions to begin with. So here's the deal, and let's go to the adrenaline side of everything. If we don't eat enough or eat enough during a day, like we go too many hours, our adrenals start to flood. They start to dump epinephrine, just start to literally flood into the body 
to replace the glucose that's lost. So when we go on zero sugar diets, <clears throat> which are high fat diets, and we start doing that, and we're exercising, we're doing the high fat diet, we dropped all the sugar, we're now running on adrenaline. Lots and lots of adrenaline. Because we some because I know a lot of people they go too long without eating, they're not getting a carbohydrate in them at all, and now their adrenaline is just racing through their body. Okay? They might even lose some weight for a little while. Might be feeling a little bit better, getting rid of the junk and the garbage out of their diet. But the adrenaline is rushing and running. And what that adrenaline does when it rushes and running, it not only burns out the adrenals over time, so 10 years later, you've got adrenal fatigue. Five years later, you got adrenal fatigue, whatever that might be happening. But it creates the basis for an addiction. If the person hasn't already had one, the person will eventually get one, one way or another. And it could be literally flipping to a sugar addiction later. You're good on your diet. You got a sugar-free diet. You're doing things. You're exercising. And now you're binging. You're binging on sugar. You're binging on the bad sugar everywhere because you can't take it. You did six months of this and now you're eating all the bad sugar. Or you're eating all the bad sugar two weeks later. You're doing good on your diet. You're on your high-fat diet, no-carb diet, and you're doing great. You're exercising. Then you crash and you end up like eating all this sugar, all the carbohydrates, and it begins the process of, addict, of, of an addiction, and it's hard to break. That's one angle. These are just basic angles or the founding basics to how these addictions can occur if they haven't already been there or have started in different ways. And we're going to go into a lot of different addictions. I'm just giving you some information of the basis of how things work. So what I'm saying is supporting the neurotransmitter chemicals, supporting them with the glucose it needs, keeping the adrenaline good and calm and not having to surge and be a tool to replace glucose so adrenaline doesn't have to surge through the body. And by stabilizing the adrenals, stabilizing neurotransmitter chemicals in the brain, by eating the right kind of glucose-rich foods, which are like fruits and sweet potatoes and winter squash um, and, and, and other, other, all different kinds of fruits and a little bit of raw honey and having these options in the diet and lowering the real high fat intake, whatever that might be. That means if you're a big chicken eater, lower it down a little bit or, or as much as you can. You know, if you're a big meat eater, cut it down in half. If you're a big, uh, if you're a huge avocado eater, you know, you, avocados are a little better because they have some sugar in them. They actually have the right kind of glucose in them. So you don't have to cut those too far back. But if you eat tons of nuts, you can, or nut milks or nuts and nut milks, lower those down a bit. You know, bring them down. Whatever it is, whatever diet you subscribe to. And remember, this is not about anti-diet of some kind, anti-fad, you know, diet, whatever it is. This is about what's right for the situation going on in your life to get it better. And I don't care what that means in the end. That means I'm dissing. It seems like I'm dissing some kind of diet out there in the moment. For if you've got something going on with you, this is the way it is. See, that means That means if you're on you know, this really, really high protein, high fat diet, but yet you got some kind of addiction or you got an, another problem going on, you got to bring it down, bring in more fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables, you know, and are critical to recovering from addiction, critical. 
There's a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is the mineral content in fruits and vegetables, the high mineral content in fruits and vegetables. Those high, that high mineral content helps feed the neurotransmitters in the brain, those neurons. See, the brain has so much to do with addiction, so much. And, and the reason being, because those neurotransmitter chemicals burn out in the neurons. That's what I'm talking about. When they burn out, they diminish, they back down, they fall apart, they explode, they just go, they just, they just go dormant, whatever it is that starts to happen with those electrical impulses and the neurotransmitter chemicals on the neurons, and then the glial cells start to fall apart. Whatever's happening there, fruits and vegetables have a high mineral content that helps support that and restore that to stop addictions. If your food is lacking the minerals, like you're on all the white bread, and you're on the eggs. Yes, eggs don't have a lot of minerals in it. I'm just being straightforward. And you're on the cheese. Cheese doesn't have a lot of minerals in it. It doesn't have a lot. If you're on things that are low mineral, including lots of chicken, that's, that's low mineral too. I'm not saying you have to get off it completely. It's not what I'm saying. But just low mineral foods, whatever those might be. And you're not on the leafy greens. Enough of the leafy greens. So if you like your chicken, you like your turkey, you know, wrap it up with some kale. Make sure there's a big spinach salad. Make sure there's something that's providing the high mineral content, the mineral salts that are in the spinach stems, that are in the kale stems, that are in the kale itself. Those, those leafy greens that have the mineral salts, those are like literally the... Um, you know, the, the, the big major supporter to those neurotransmitter chemicals to stop addictions. But that's not all. You've got to make sure you're on those high mineralized fruits, those cranberries, those wild blueberries, those blackberries, those raspberries, those apples. Apples are so high in minerals. Tomatoes, high in minerals. Cucumbers, high in minerals. So you got to make sure these are always in there every day. Kiwis, high in minerals. Melons, high in minerals. They're not only high in minerals, but they're high in all the good sugars too. So then you get the minerals and the good sugars. So yeah, I haven't gone into deep into the addiction part yet or part, but if you, if you don't understand all this aspect of it, it's hard to get out of addictions. So it's the high minerals, really high mineral content, which means in the end, electrolytes, mineral salts, neurotransmitter support. If you're doing that, so you're doing your melons, they're in your diet. You got a mango, which is really high in minerals and glucose. Okay, you got bananas. Potassium is one of the major core, core founders also of the neurotransmitter chemical. It's part of the makeup of a neurotransmitter chemical is potassium. So you got to make sure your bananas are in there. Dates are high in minerals. There's 50 minerals and trace minerals in dates. So that has to be in there. Also, it's the right kind of sugar to stop a sugar addiction, to stop a chocolate addiction. Yeah, chocolate addiction. Okay, it's all fine and dandy and all fun and games until, <laughs> until you know, it's just feeding more addictions. Okay, so, but here's the thing. So if you got something that you think you're addicted to or you got some kind of addiction, whatever that may be, whether it's alcohol, because remember, alcohol is straight sugar. It's a methyl sugar. So when you're addicted to alcohol, that means 
you're trying to get sugar to the brain. You're trying to support your glucose in the brain. And you're using alcohol instead of grapes, fresh grapes that you should be eating through the afternoon so you don't have to stay addicted to alcohol long term. So then see how it works. So it's you want to get your sugar from the right place. If you're addicted to a drug, any kind of drug, that's an adrenaline addiction going on. Of course, you could have the opiate addiction with the adrenaline, but they both work hand in hand. The reason why opiates are so hard to break is because the adrenaline is running full throttle. Why is an amphetamine so hard to break? Because the adrenals are flooding every time you take an amphetamine. So it's the adrenaline thing going on there. And it's important that we're going to cover, you know, really trying to break from all the addictions. So the minerals have to be there. So that means whatever your diet is, I don't care what you bought into in your diet. I don't care what world you stepped into, what what book with their newfangled diet plan, (laughs) whatever it is, I don't care what it is. You have to get the mineral salts. You know, get them from the vegetables, leafy greens, and the fruits too. You get the mineral salt, squeezing lemon every day in lemon water, whatever it takes. You got to get more and more of that in. And you have to get the right sugar. Has to be the right sugar. The blueberries, the apples, the melons, the mangoes, the papayas. I don't care which fruit you want to jump into. Jump into one of them. Jump into all of them whenever you can. Because if you don't get the good sugar and you get a little raw honey filled with minerals, if you don't get the good sugar in you to support the glucose deficit that's in the brain that that literally is the problem behind 90% of addictions, if you don't get that glucose back in the brain, the addiction's not going to stop, whatever that addiction is, whether it's a, um, you know, whatever, cigarette addiction, whatever it is, alcohol addiction, diet soda addiction, anger addiction, you know, whatever kind of addiction it is, You need to get the glucose and the mineral salts into the brain and get the neurotransmitter chemicals built back up. Maybe even do the heavy metal detox. Go to the blog, medical medium blog, get the heavy metal detox off of there and um, do the heavy metal detox. Pull some metals out of the brain. Open up more room for those neurotransmitter uh, chemicals to build. It all matters. So... Let's talk about addictions in general. If you stay away from something that you are ignoring, that's your addiction. So if you stay away from, let's say, the bad sugar, stay away from the bad sugar, okay? If you stay away from it long term and you don't replace it with the good sugar, like the different fruits I'm talking about, like a little bit of melon in the morning, like some mango during the day, with even some dried, really good dried mango here and there, some dates. If you don't get the good sugar and you'd replace it and you stay away from the bad sugar too long, your adrenaline's going to run when you go near it. When you go near it. When you go near an M&M's machine and your, your adrenaline's going to race. When you go down the candy aisle in the grocery store, Your adrenaline is going to race. That's adrenaline going to be taken over because you don't have enough of the good sugar in you 
to shut down the adrenaline surge you're going to get for the excitement of, of, of all of a sudden wanting the bad sugar right when you go near it. If you're over somebody's house and they got cookies out there and you've been away from your cookies for two months and you've been starving yourself of sugar and you're trying to beat your sugar addiction and you're over somebody's house and you see cookies, you're going you're gonna to be internally shaking even if you don't feel it. Your adrenals are going to start rushing especially if it's in your hand and you're about to eat it. You're going to be like racing with adrenaline. Same thing with diet sodas. You stay away from diet soda for a long term because you, you know, you're, you're getting off the aspartame. The minute you go near a diet soda, hold a diet soda and about to drink it, it's just going to be a rush. It's going to be a rush. That rush is adrenaline. Same with alcohol. You stay dry for six months, three, six months, nine months, and if you're about to use that alcohol, your adrenaline's going to be flooding through your system and it's going to make you euphoric. And it's going to be impossible to not sip that alcohol if it gets that close. If you don't have enough proper glucose reserves stored up in the brain from eating the right foods long enough, that adrenaline is going to take over. If you have a drug addiction and you've been dry and you've been off of drugs, whatever that may be, street drugs, you know, uh, prescription drugs, whatever it is that you've been working on to try to get off of. And believe me, I understand addictions are brutal and, and they're, they're, there's no words for, for many of the addictions. There's no words for them. They're that hard. And, but if, you know, but if you're off of drugs for long enough and you don't get the right foods in you, to build up those glucose and those neurotransmitter capabilities and those and the glucose reserves. Remember, like you know, I was been, what I've been talking about. If you don't have enough of that, when you go near a drug, and you're on the edge of using because you've been pushed into it by stress and pressure, and those neurotransmitters are melting down because you're under stress and there's something going wrong in your life in that moment, or feels like it's going wrong, you're gonna race adrenaline it's going to be euphoric and you're going to end up using the drug because the adrenaline is going to rush through the body it's going to eat up the body and literally get you so high on adrenaline before you even touch the drug this is how it works and in what we have to do to stay away from our addictions is we have to be fueled right we have to take care of those neurotransmitters we have to take care of that glucose reserve that has to be stored in the brain. The brain, I've said this before, I'll say it again, the brain is sweet as candy, just so you know. The brain is sweet as candy. The brain is not made of fat. It is not made of fat. The brain is made out of glycogen storage, a carbohydrate. That's why when people eat brains of animals like they do out there, You'll hear accounts that it's sweet and buttery, not because it's filled with fat. It's sweet and buttery because it's a stored up glycogen compound. It's stored up sugar, carbohydrates that have been compacted to save your life because the brain runs on that sugar. It is sugar. The brain is sweet because if it isn't sweet enough, electrical impulses won't be able to fire and run through the brain correctly. So when we're, our brains get starved of sugar all through our life from our bad diets, meaning by eating bad sugar, which doesn't get to the brain, 
and by eating high fat diets, which stop sugar from good sugar from getting to the brain, and we starve our brains. We're under stress, we're under pressure, not eating good. We got all kinds of chemicals floating out of the air, out of the sky. We got, you know, the way you know adrenaline surges every day. We live on planet stress, and the and the adrenaline surges that occur. Oh wait, what's going on? Oh wait, what's happening here? Oh, I just got you know a call. Whatever it is, the adrenaline surging. And because of that, that adrenaline goes to the brain and it breaks down the brain. And if you don't have enough glucose, if that brain isn't sweet enough, I'm telling you right now, if it's not, the adrenaline will eat up the brain more and you'll be more addictive to anything and everything, whatever that may be. It could be an addiction to arguing. Even if you don't want to argue, your adrenaline will surge. It'll surge. It gets you in an argument. I don't know if you know anybody who's combative, combative, or they seem like they're always like looking to, looking for an argument. That's an adrenaline addiction. And then look, a lot of people they switch their addictions to other areas. They they do adrenaline sports, of course. They do you know three flips in the air on a snowboard, and that's their adrenaline high. That's what they do. And you know, and that that's not the healthiest thing in the world either. Although, you know, it's it's impressive and incredible, and I'm proud of anybody who does any kind of, you know, anything that's, that's breaking boundaries, of course. But still, at the same time, it doesn't mean it's the healthiest thing in the world to be on adrenaline addictions, whatever they might be. So in order to break an addiction, you got to know about the adrenaline involved. Look, bulimia is a, is a really good example. You're never going to hear this information anywhere else. But... The reason why bulimia is hard to break is because the addiction of adrenaline that occurs, that's from from the contents of the stomach exiting the body, okay, that that act of that happening, a, a tremendous amount of adrenaline has to surge. In order to stop somebody and get somebody out of the bulimic behavior, okay, we have to understand that it's an it's, it's a, an adrenaline addiction. It's a, that much is involved with an adrenaline an addiction. The adrenaline surges and it gets euphoric. It gets the person high before they vomit. It actually gets them high, and it may it may start with adrenaline to begin with from something happening. Like for instance, with bulimia, you know, it could be something that happened emotionally, mentally, could be some kind of abuse, whatever that's happened in somebody's life. And it could even be toxic heavy metals as well, getting into the brain, short-circuiting neurotransmitters and causing bulimia. That's one of the biggest, actually, it's one of the biggest reasons for anorexia and bulimia is um, toxic heavy metals. And in order to break that, you have to understand the adrenaline high that's involved it makes somebody completely euphoric to the point almost of being high as a kite before before it happens and shortly after it happens. That's the adrenaline surge. Adrenaline has so much to do with every aspect. For instance, if you're taking a break at work and you want to smoke a cigarette, you're going to get an adrenaline surge right at the time telling you it's time to smoke a cigarette. So when you're working your job, it could be anything. You work in a factory. It could be working in a plant. It could be working in a, an office. Whatever you're doing, and you can't smoke in that plant or office or factory, and you're going for your cigarette break, and what happens is 
the adrenaline addiction of having an adrenaline surge every time before you smoke a cigarette, every time that adrenaline surge, it'll start to happen automatically. If you're bulimic, the adrenaline surge will start happening the next day. Or say, whatever that episode you're going to have, the adrenaline gets kind of like ignited into the pattern, the timeline. And this is a big part. Remember, back to, back to the two huge top of the top of the whole thing, the top of the game of addiction is the adrenaline and the glucose. The adrenaline and the glucose. glucose. <laughs> so that's... That's how it works. So I'm cutting into some, you know, as many as I can right here at this point. Um, So with alcohol, alcohol is an addiction of, of, of needing glucose to the brain. So you get the alcohol, which is actually a methyl sugar that goes to the brain. It just doesn't help the brain. It pickles it. It pickles it. You know, just like a jar of pickles and vinegar. That's the problem. So, but, so that's why anybody who wants to get off of alcohol they have to start eating the very thing that made the alcohol. And then we just say, like, if it's wine, it's grapes. And if, you know, and if it's if it's vodka that was made out of potatoes, then then you start, you got to eat some potatoes. And you'll know that you'll know somebody, or you might be that person, that food is not on the radar when you're, when you're an alcoholic. When you're addicted to alcohol, food is not on the radar. I've seen, I've seen people that are addicted to alcohol, I mean, go without food for days, or... Or just eat like a bird, whatever that phrase is. They only eat a little bit each day. They're busy drinking at night, getting all their calories back that way. So it's about getting those fruits and vegetables in that help stop this. Dates help stop an alcohol addiction. Dates. Dried mango, it's another great one I talked about before. Fresh fruits like papaya that help stop addictions as well. Any kind of addiction, they help greatly. But alcohol addictions, these do really make a difference. Um, any kind of food addiction, got to get leafy greens. Leafy greens, leafy greens. Mosh, some people call it moshe. That's a really powerful one. Spinach, never underestimate spinach. Oh, yeah, I had spinach. It was when? Two weeks ago? No, it has to be every day. A little bit of spinach somewhere. You can battle your addictions this way. It's really helpful. Do the heavy metal detox. A lot of addictions are also, they're, they're so in the neurotransmitters with heavy metals that the OCD can happen, obsessive compulsive behavior, that's OCD, that's involved with the heavy metals and the adrenaline surges combined. So make sure that you're doing the heavy metal detox too. It's really important. Um, with drug addiction, you have to eat every hour, hour and a half, and it has to be pretty healthy stuff. Celery is critical for all addictions. Drug addictions, especially celery, celery juice, very important for drug addictions because the celery pushes out the old drugs out of the liver, gets it out of the body faster so it doesn't get pushed back into the bloodstream, which could possibly trigger off more drug addiction because you're detoxing drugs or you're, you're actually, or you're backing up drugs. Drugs are backing up. What happens with drug addictions is the liver gets so filled with drugs that not only are they dealing with the adrenaline part of it and the glucose part of it in the brain that's been missing all that time because a lot of people get hooked on drugs because the glucose deficiency in the brain once again gets in the way. So they get hooked on drugs because the adrenaline gets rushed 
into the brain and body. But what happens is the livers, people's liver gets so clogged up, so beaten down by drugs, that's time to do liver work. Because when it gets so beaten down and it's so clogged up with drugs, if someone doesn't take care of the liver, their liver's backing up the drugs back into the bloodstream the wrong way because it's so filled up. And when those drugs are backed up into the drug, the bloodstream, it can make someone feel it's impossible to break the addiction of any kind of drug, whatever that is. So celery juice pushes the drugs out of the liver to the other direction, takes it out of the body. So that's a really good key right there. Look, I'm not saying addictions are easy to break, whatever they are. Could be the most simplistic seeming like simplistic basic addiction. But, you know, we all have addictive personalities. It's all there. It's in us. I'll tell you what it is. It's called a lack of glucose in the brain for some of us and all of us at different times in our life. Too much adrenaline from too much stress. So we all have this. So it's when we say, hey, some, hey, well, no, that person's got a real addictive kind of personality, you know, or I'm, you know, or I got this like addictive personality. No, what it is, is you got a glucose deficiency. That person's got a glucose deficiency in the brain. That person has got a neurotransmitter system, a neurotransmitter chemical issue in the brain going on. And that's what's going on. And we got to fix those. So let's talk about some supplements. Well, we got a little time. I like GABA, G-A-B-A, good old GABA. That's a great one for helping addictions. Talk to your practitioner about it, that or whatever, or, you know, the best ones out there, you know, I, I have at the uh, medicalmedium.com. You could see what it is. Once again, we don't sell it. It's just there so you have a reference, um, so you know where to go and get it, or you can go find it the right kind. Um, but GABA is important. And also barley grass juice powder. That's important for, for neurotransmitter chemicals. That's important for taking out heavy metals out of the brain. So I like Vimergy. That's my favorite one. Okay, and then the spirulina. Spirulina is incredible for supporting neurotransmitter chemicals. It's incredible because it's got the mineral salts in there. It's packed with minerals, which is really important. It also takes and removes heavy metals out of the body. That's a great one. In the herb world, good old lemon balm. Incredible for the nerves, incredible for the brain. That's a great one, all on its own. 5-HTP, that's, that's one right there, 5-HTP. That's a great one for um, neurotransmitter chemical support. Inositol, you can get supplements that have inositol in them. You can talk to your practitioner, but inositol is a great one too. Um, so look into inositol. That's helpful for breaking addictions in different ways. California poppy, California poppy, incredible for breaking addictions. So you get some California poppy capsules. And that's a very helpful tool. I don't care what addiction it is. It's supportive for any of them. Sugar addiction, some kind of food addiction, some kind of adrenaline addiction we even talked about in, in all these different ways. Whatever it is, you know, it, it, it's very supportive. California poppy. Now, valerian I'm not a big fan of because if someone's got a sensitive tummy, sensitive nerves, valerian tends to um, tickle the nerves sometimes and, and be kind of a, a nuisance. But if you're big on valerian, I'm not against you having it. Uh, valerian, you know, some, some people swear by it. So I'm totally open to that. Um, that's one right there. Passion flower. 
That's great for addictions. So consider some passion flower in the herb family. Ginger, big time helpful for addictions. So elderflower. I know that's a weird one. Elderflower. It's not elderberry, but it's elderflower. You know, you can go to uh, you can go to wherever you buy herbs in their 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 bulk form. We recommend information for that too. You could get elderflower and make yourself a little elderflower tea drink that once a day. It helps with addictions. Um, fennel, the the vegetable. Fennel's incredible for addictions. Put some fennel in your juice. Do some celery and fennel juice together. Put them together. That's really helpful for addictions too. Fennel is high in mineral salts plus lots of vitamin C. Vitamin C, great secret weapon for addiction too. Okay, um, talk to your practitioner about how much you can use. You can push. You can push a lot of vitamin C in your system. That can be done. You know, you usually have your stopping point is if you're going to bathroom. But vitamin C is helpful for the adrenal, supports the adrenals. It also heals nerves after they've been injured by adrenaline surges. Of course, good old B12 and the right kind of B12 that we talk about, that's a great one for addiction to be concerned about. You know, B-complex, that's a great one too. So a good B-complex as well. All these are helpful for addictions and addictive behaviors. However, we want to size it up no matter how big the addiction is and how small the addiction is. These are all incredible for helpful foods. You got some of the foods there. Wild blueberries still on top of my list. I don't care what, you know, I mean, people are like, oh, I'm tired of wild blueberries. No, wild blueberries. Never underestimate the power. I talk about it in life-changing foods. So if you haven't seen life-changing foods, pick up a copy because you'll see the wild blueberries are incredible for every illness and every disease there is. Whichever one that uh, science has named or labeled, whether it's incorrect or not, whatever it is, wild blueberries are helpful. Mystery or not mystery. So concludes this episode of addictions we'll probably have to do another one because it's that intense and that felt there's so much to talk about and cover but i wanted to get what i could in just know i stand behind you i love you guys deeply and dearly and uh thank you for just all that you're doing i'm proud of you i love being the voice for you guys so many of you haven't been heard with your illnesses i stand behind you uh a hundred percent i know what you've gone through i feel it i know what you've been through and um just know, just take one day at a time. Three steps up, two steps back. Remember that. Three steps up, two steps back. I love you dearly. Take care.